section twenty nine of the crime of sylvestre bonnard by anatole france this librivox recording is in the public domain april june it was a hotly contested engagement wait monsieur until i have put on my clean things exclaimed therese and i will go out with you this time also i will carry your folding-stool as i have been doing these last few days and we will go and sit down somewhere in the sun therese actually thinks me infirm i have been sick it is true but there is an end to all things madame malady has taken her departure quite a while ago and it is now more than three months since her pale and gracious visaged handmaid dame convalescence politely bade me farewell if i were to listen to my housekeeper i should become a veritable monsieur argent and i should wear a nightcap with ribbons for the rest of my life no more of this i propose to go out by myself therese will not hear of it she takes my folding-stool and wants to follow me therese to-morrow if you like we will take our seats on the sunny side of the wall of la petite provence and stay there just as long as you please but to-day i have some very important affairs to attend to so much the better but your affairs are not the only affairs in this world i beg i scold i make my escape it is quite a pleasant day with the aid of a cab and the help of almighty god i trust to be able to fulfil my purpose there is the wall on which is painted in great blue letters the words pensionnat de demoiselle tenu par mademoiselle virginie préfère there is the iron gate which would give free entrance into the courtyard if it were ever opened but the lock is rusty and sheets of zinc put up behind the bars protect the indiscreet observation those dear little souls to whom mademoiselle préfère doubtless teaches modesty sincerity justice and disinterestedness there is a window with iron bars before it and panes daubed over with white paint the window of the domestic offices like a glazed eye the only aperture of the building opening upon the exterior world as for the house door through which i entered so often but which is now closed against me for ever it is just as i saw it the last time with its little iron-gated wicket the single stone step in front of it is deeply worn and without having very good eyes behind my spectacles i can see the little white scratches on the stone which have been made by the nails in the shoes of the girls going in and out and why cannot i also go in i have a feeling that jeanne must be suffering a great deal in this dismal house and that she calls my name in secret i cannot go away from the gate a strange anxiety takes hold of me i pull the bell the scared-looking servant comes to the door even more scared-looking than when i saw her the last time strict orders have been given i am not to be allowed to see mademoiselle jeanne i beg the servant to be so kind as to tell me how the child is the servant after looking to her right and then to her left tells me that mademoiselle jeanne is well and then shuts the door in my face and i am all alone in the street again how many times since then have i wandered in the same way under that wall and passed before the little door full of shame and despair to find myself even weaker than that poor child who has no other help of friend except myself in the world finally i overcame my repugnance sufficiently to call upon maitre mouche 
the first thing i remarked was that his office is much more dusty and much more mouldy this year than it was last year the notary made his appearance after a moment with his familiar stiff gestures and his restless eyes quivering behind his eyeglasses i made my complaints to him he answered me but why should i write down even in a notebook what i am going to burn my recollections of a downright scoundrel he takes sides with mademoiselle prefere whose intelligent mind and irreproachable character he has long appreciated he does not feel himself in a position to decide the nature of the question at issue but he must assure me that appearances have been greatly against me that of course makes no difference to me he adds and this does make some sense to me that the small sum which had been placed in his hands to defray the expenses of the education of his ward has been expended and that in view of the circumstances he cannot but gently admire the disinterestedness of mademoiselle prefere in consenting to allow mademoiselle jean to remain with her a magnificent light the light of a perfect day floods the sordid place with its incorruptible torrent and illuminates the person of that man and outside it pours down its splendour upon all the wretchedness of a populous quarter how sweet it is this light with which my eyes have so long been filled and which ere long i must for ever cease to enjoy i wander out with my hands behind me dreaming as i go following the line of the fortifications and i find myself after a while i know not how in an out-of-the-way suburb full of miserable little gardens by the dusty roadside i observe a plant whose flower at once dark and splendid seems worthy of association with the noblest and purest mourning for the dead it is a columbine our fathers called it our lady's glove la grand la grand de notre dame only such a notre dame as might make herself very very small for the sake of appearing to little children could ever slip her dainty fingers into the narrow capsule of that flower and there is a big bumblebee who tries to force himself into the flower brutally but his mouth cannot reach the nectar and the poor glutton strives and strives in vain he has to give up the attempt and comes out of the flower all smeared over with pollen he flies off in his own heavy lumbering way but there are not many flowers in this portion of the suburbs which has been defiled by the soot and smoke of factories so he comes back to the columbine again and this time he pierces the corolla and sucks the honey through the little hole which he has made i should never have thought that a bumblebee had so much sense why that is admirable the more i observe them the more do insects and flowers fill me with astonishment i am like that good rollin who went wild with delight over the flowers of his peach-trees i wish i could have a fine garden and live at the verge of a wood End of section twenty nine